group next. Now I'm going to present to us today, and uh, she's waiting in the wings there. She's going to talk about sustaining recycling in healthcare systems. How can we sustain that? Michelle is a nurse manager in the operating suite at Concord Hospital Sydney and has always had a passion for environmental awareness. Prior to her management role, she was the clinical nurse consultant and in 2009 commenced a recycling project which is still running very successfully today. Michelle was active not only in the operating suite but also was a member of the sustainability committee at Concord Hospital. Michelle has completed postgraduate studies in both perioperative education and is currently completing a management course. Please welcome Michelle. Uh, thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Jenna. So, as we all know, there's overwhelming evidence um, that climate change is occurring and that the most probable cause of this human activity, um, primarily greenhouse gas emissions, Evidence suggests there's you know, no urgent need to take action um, in order to avoid serious future environmental, health, social and economic consequences. So um, New South Wales government is committed to becoming carbon neutral by 2020. Um, so things that they have in place, New South Wales energy efficiency um, strategy, New South Wales Sustainable Water Policy, Clean New South Wales Government Fleet Initiative and New South Wales Waste Reduction and Purchasing Policy. So Sydney Local Health District, which is where Concord and RPA Balmain and Canterbury sit together and the Dental Hospital, um, we've got a sustainability plan put together. I don't know if you can always access this on, um, online, it's easy to find. Um, so a number of measures have already been put in place. So, you know, governments, energy, capital works, things like upgrading air conditioning, installing <coughs> energy efficient lighting, um, flow restrictors to wash basins and showers. Um, so they generate significant financial savings and reduce the 0809 CO2 emissions of the combined Sydney Local Health and Sydney West um, Sydney Local Health District by 6,370 tonnes. So this is equivalent to move, removing like 1,200 cars off the road. So that was back then. I'm sure there's still more um, figures to show these days. Um, so the development of the sustainability plan um, ensures that this health service will continue to prioritise water and energy efficiency. So how did it all start at Concord Theatres? Well, it started when um, I was doing some uh, charity work over in the Philippines with some surgeons, and um, I noticed these bins that they have there over there. You can see them in the picture, and they were colour-coded bins, and at the back of each bin had a, a list of what can go in those bins. And I had a look inside, and there was no contamination. It was all exactly what was meant to go in there. And I thought, wow, we really should be doing this in Australia. And this was back in 2009. I mean, yeah, 2009. Um, and so when I got back to work, it just happened to be an email saying, your clinical waste is way too high and you need to reduce it. So um, we introduced custom packs back in 2006 and our clinical waste had just slowly gone up and up. Um, it had doubled in three years. So of course that's very costly to the um, organisation, the clinical waste. 
So I decided to develop a program in um, finding out what we put into clinical waste, whether it should be put into clinical waste, and how can we um, reduce our clinical waste. So that's how it all started. And um, so I decided to um, form an action group. <laughs> so we were called the Clinical Waste Chicks, and um, one of our members is quite creative. She made these nice hats for us. We didn't wear them inside the theatres, don't worry. Um, with all the gold flecks coming off, <laughs> just imagine. Um, so I just went around to all staff and I said, are you interested in recycling? And they said, no, I don't want them on my team. Are you interested? Yes, we've got so much recycling we can do. I want, you know, and I said, all right, you join. And I managed to get a, um, a member from each area within the operating theatre department. So we had anaesthetists, orderlies, um, anaesthetic nurses, um, Sadly enough, no surgeons joined, but that's probably the usual sort of thing. Um, <laughs> and they're busy operating, so. Um, anyway, so, and you know, admin staff, and yeah, so they were all really keen, and I, was start, I started the committee and met every two weeks to start with. So just, you know, we all like, had all these great ideas, and um, that I would say, all right, you, your task is this, you go away and research this in your area, you research that in your area, and we'll meet in two weeks. And they would come back and, and during, before the two weeks was up, they'd come back to me, when's our next meeting, when's our next meeting? Oh, God, I've never heard this before, asking when's our next meeting? <laughs> it's usually, oh no, not another meeting. Um, so they were really excited and we wore those badges, you know, see me if you want to talk about clinical waste and how we can reduce it. So, um, and I had educators as well on board with me. Um, so like I said, had recovery and aesthetic <coughs> operating systems. Then we implemented it. It's always the hardest part. Um, we decided to, you know, just spread the word and like, build a bit of commitment rather than say, you must do this, you must do that, because people are sick of hearing that all the time. <laughs> So we, you know, just went around and tried to, you know, get a bit people to get on board, and they're all like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And because there was all of us spread throughout the department, um, you know, the word got around, and it ended up being a bit of a peer group pressure thing because there was just a, only a handful in the end that didn't want to join in, and we went up to them and we said, that's fine. If you don't want to do it, if you don't want to recycle, you don't want to reduce our clinical waste. I'll get onto our recycling in a minute. What we did, but. Um, I just said, well, don't contaminate our stuff and um, just don't do it. Just put it into general waste or clinical waste, that's fine. But eventually over time, they sort of just got um, hassled by everybody else. And because there was only a small amount of them, they ended up doing what everyone else was doing. And everyone was so keen to do it and got on board. That was, it was really good. Um, so... We try to do things, this is for the clinical waste reduction, just little things. So this is your anaesthetic morgan trolley. Um, you know, like drugs and, and stuff. And it always had a clinical waste bag in it. But when we didn't order it, you look through, there was, you know, newspapers. Not that I need to just read the newspaper. Um, but, you know, we did find newspapers and lots of non-clinical waste. So we decided to change the bag over, simple. And then we had another um, wheelable uh, being in the corner, and we would just, when they were uh, extubating with the, you know, the ET tube, we would just wheel that in, put it in there, and wheel it away. 
and only have the general waste at right at their, uh, their feet. Then things like soda saw, which is a, um, a CO2 absorber, we do all the anaesthetic machines. Um, we were always putting in clinical waste, and when we researched it, we realised it doesn't need to go into clinical waste. It's, it was, could go into just general waste. Um, some other things we did was um, we have a Neptune system which um, collects fluid, so clinical fluid, and we had two of these in the department, but. We were using it for some cases where it um, doesn't go into the suction liners to go into clinical waste. This way it goes down to the sewage system, so it, you dock it into a, a sewage a collection point and it empties out the um, Neptune container and then washes it out and you bring it back for the next one. But we were only using it for urology. Then we looked at um, uh, joint replacements and we thought, geez, these shoulder, shoulder replacements were using um, many litres of uh, washout fluid because they have to blow it up to get a good view of it. They're using lots of fluid, which was all going to clinical waste. So we started just getting them to use it more often in different specialties, and now they're used all the time, every day. So we reduced a lot of um, kilograms going into the clinical waste. So we we, within the sustainability committee that we had started in theatres, we decided to just um, oh, so, um, decided to um, have a look at how much we could reduce. So I'll just go to that one. Um, so after one month, this is back in 2010. After one month, we had reduced it by 22%, then 36%, then 42%, and now 47%. And we've actually maintained that. You can see it on the graph here. So this is where we introduced custom packs originally in 2006, um, which we went cold turkey, and it's got all disposable stuff in it. Um, and I'll show you a bit more about that later. Then we introduced the waste project in 2009. You can see we've sustained it right through. Um, so just going back to this slide. So because we reduced our clinical waste by half, I could show that we were saving a lot of money. And that's when I went to executive and I said, all right, we're just going to save this much money in the future year. I want to buy these bins. Because I knew that colour coding things was just a lot simple, a lot simpler for people. Um, so I also went to financial services. We got these blue liners instead of the, the clear liners. Because once it comes out of the bin, then they didn't know where it went. So we have a yellow clinical waste, just clear for general waste, and blue for plastic recycling. And now blue wrap. Um, so we changed from that, those bins to those bins, and they cost about $8,000 for the whole department to put in place. We also um, we had one set of three bins in each theatre. They're on wheels, they lock together, they unlock, so you can push them to different ways of different parts of the room. Um, and then I introduced a second bank outside for two theatres. So when each theatre, each procedure finished, we would just wheel out the dirty ones and wheel out, wheel back in the, empty, the clean, ready to go for the next case one. And so then the nurses loved it because before that they were emptying all the bins each, in between each case. So by wheeling it out to the back corridor, the orderlies then had to empty the waste, which is where they get the um, they get that nauseous allowance or whatever to empty clinical waste. <laughs> so I thought, well, they should be emptying it then. <laughs> and they can get to it when they can as well. So we'll just push it out there, leave, stay there for a little while, 
And when they got when they had a minute, they were then emptied the bins, getting them ready for the next case to deal with them. So we purchased enough to have as a second bank. And it made a big difference having the colour coding. So then um, and this was the set uh, back in the uh, in 2013 when we um, showed. I just wanted to showcase to everyone there within the executive department that um, I know a lot of people talk about custom packs and how much they are, you know, they are bad for the environment. But what I showed was um, how much washing the linen and the bowls, washing all the soaps, everything to, and the sterilising for your reusable items. And then um, for the disposable items, I showed all the ones that we could recycle out of our custom packs. So what we do recycle out of our custom, and also it showed then I put money together, like how much it was it cost for each one, and it was about the same price for the two different types of um, setup equipment. So what we do out of the custom packs is we, we recycle a lot of it now. Over time, we just slowly put in place one more after the other. So this is all our contaminated plastic, so all your bowls and kidney dishes and everything. It is all disposable, but it all gets uh, taken away in this big bin, and um, they take the whole bin away, and they just bring in a, a clean bin. And that sits in the sterilising department. So all our bowls go onto our sterilising setup trolley. It goes with all our instruments, and they put it away for us. So um, it gets taken away and washed and, um, and uh, munched up into plastic recycling. The other thing we take out of our um, custom packs is um, uh, the diathermy pencils, so they're all disposable. So it's all, each cord has all copper, copper um, metal through it. So that all gets munched up into plastic and um, metal. So plus all our ports, so all the laparoscopic cases that we do, you know, some have four or five ports and they're all plastic and metal. So that gets recycled as well. And our disposable instruments, these are all our long um, laparoscopic instruments, scissors and things like that, all disposable. So it all gets um, recycled as well. And SSD, uh, we've got a good relationship with them and they collect it for us and the CETO um, company comes and picks it up and takes it away and brings in a new one. And we also do um, clean plastic, so we have a lot of, you know, water bottles, and all, it's all clean and it hasn't touched any patients. We just empty the water bottle and then it was going in the general waste. So all the clean plastic gets collected separately in a blue liner within each filter and then it gets taken away at the end of the day. And that's like anaesthetic stuff as well, all your peel away packs, all that nice hard plastic, nice stuff. Um, okay, so for clean plastics, um, we collected on average um, nine tonne a year. That has reduced a little bit because um, we now um, have recycled. We've also reduced our clean plastic going into our custom packs. So we're always reviewing our custom packs and saying, look, we're always taking that bowl out of there, just putting it into recycle. So why don't we just take it away out of there in the first place? So we're constantly reviewing our custom packs. Um, so that has reduced a little bit. Um, but back then it was about nine tonne a year. 
and um, we collect all the rap, all the sterile rap is all uh, collected. And I think a lot of operating theatre departments now collect this sterile rap. It's only actually polypropylene. And if you see the plastic trays that our sterile trays sit on, you see how it's blue and green, and you can see the blue and green um, polypropylene wrap. They actually recycled out of our wrap. So they sit under our trays to prevent holes in our trays when they're moving them from trolley to trolley. But you can see that it is actually recycled. Um, so that all gets collected. And then um, we were wearing white linen gowns every time we go out of the department. Some doctors would go for five minutes, put a white linen gown on, and then come back and put it into the um, linen basket. So we then introduced these disposable white gowns, and they're the same as the Kingard. So we actually put them together. So we put it with the Kingard and these white, because they're polypropylene, same thing. They're a lot cheaper, and we sort of weighed it up and thought, well, it's better for the environment, really. And I took a photo of this the other day, because I'll, I'll drive into work down the back, the back entrance, and I'll see, I always look over, I just have it, always look over and say, how many bales have we got there today? So there's our bales of white and blue Kim Guard that gets baled and sent off. So it's still happening. Um, and paper, we recycle the paper within the theatre as well. If we've got a peel away pack, we take the paper off one and the plastic into the other. And then um, the, we don't put a bin line inside the paper thing, we just tip it out to a big one outside. So it just reduces that plastic bin line as well. Um, and then the sustainability sort of did start in theatres and then it developed into our hospital sustainability committee, which I was heavily involved in when I was in the CNC position. Now I don't have as much time, but um, it's still going on throughout Concord. I do, um, we do plastic, clean plastic recycling, cycling, we do the cartridges, batteries, and I think a lot of hospitals do all this sort of stuff now. I hope they do. Um, and then just some initiatives we, we have had for a long time in years. We have to keep cups, we sell them in the coffee cart. Um, and then, then every time you go to get a coffee with that keep cup, you get 20 cents off your coffee. Um, we you know, have a ride to work, we have two at the Concord, so once a year uh, they encourage you to ride to work on ride to work day. And um, we go, they, they hire in extra bikes for people that can't get their bike there on the day and go for this half hour ride around Meadowbank which is really nice, and then they provide a lunch for you. So that's becoming quite popular now. Um, it's just encouraging more people to ride to work. Um, you know, better use of teleconferencing, LED lights everywhere, toilets with half flush, um, carpooling, dump the junk, which is, um, you put that out, and whatever junk you have in your ward or your area, you take it in and then they try and recycle it. We have one big old, um, this big warehouse type room, and if we don't want equipment in our department, we take it down there and anyone knows that they can just go down there and take whatever they want. So they get the key down there and if there's an old filing cabinet, they think, oh, that's not too bad, I'll have that one, I'll have that chair. You know, that people don't want to recycle it. So there's just some of the balls that we won um, a few years ago now, but we won um, first place in the in quality awards for Sydney Local District. Um, Keep Australia Beautiful Award and um, we were finalists in the Innovation New South Wales Awards. 